Welcome, Nerdables, to episode 64. There you go. This week, we are going to talk about costumes versus cosplay, since we didn't get to it last week. <laughs> yeah, we kind of forgot about that, didn't we? Yes, we did. We're going to talk The Walking Dead, and we'll see what we're else we get to. to The Walking Dead? We're going to talk to The Walking Dead. That'd be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Excuse me, Walking Dead, how, how do you feel about this week's episode? <laughs> Actually, it's more like... <laughs> no, I think it, I miss the classic zombie. Yeah. The brains. They don't eat brains anymore. Yeah. They just eat like entrails and necks. That's exactly. it. Like nobody like they turn zombies into vampires. Pretty they much. just eat people's necks. Instead of, yeah. you know, they don't put their arms out in front of them and just brains, brains. I mean, people are lost when you go back and see that classic Treehouse of Horror Simpsons episode when the, the zombies are going through brains, brains, and they get to Homer and they knock on his head, brains, 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 brains and they just walk away. What about Night of the Living Dead? Just, all the new stuff, it's all just, it's just like either they're really, really fast. Well, or they eat your neck. speaking about zombies, speaking zombies. about brains, or no brains or brainless, our uh, faithful friend Nacho Man has Is reared he? his head again. Oh, God, we're doing this again? <laughs> <laughs> Nacho well, Man I sent us a, he sent us a, a uh, Christmas or a Halloween album. <sighs> <laughs> Come on, you're the one who encouraged him with a with a Christmas album. Yeah, that's a Christmas album, not a Halloween album. I, I do want to say something though. Apparently, we have some very loyal listeners, or at least repeat listeners, from Russia and Canada. E. A. So I wanted to see. Duh. I wanted to see if one of, if some of them will actually write to us. You know, let us know what, what they think of us in in another country. Hopefully, they're really people and not just like some. Automatic downloader <laughs> or something. It's an auto machine. Okay. It's like the robo dialer, but yeah, but opposite. <laughs> What's a Russian robo dialer? Robo listener. I'm calling you now. Okay. Another thing is Kozblisky. So I, I listened to um, Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garland, right? Mm-hmm. Garmin. Garmin. Yeah, Garland. Gar- he's, Garmin. He's not a. He's not a Christmas decoration. <laughs> Garland. It could be to some people, I guess. Um. They do, they do Bane and uh, they do Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, yeah, Ralph Garman does a ton of voices. Yeah, but I, you ever I, heard him do? He does like thirty voices in a minute. Oh he yeah, did it on Kevin and Bean once where they tried to do as many voices as he could in a minute. He had or something like twenty-two or something like that, and they just throw stuff out at him. And it was funny. I'm listening to it, going, I think I could do that challenge, but I'm not sure. Well, but I was just going to get to it because you guys do Arnold Schwarzenegger and I think everybody does Christopher Walken and, and hello. And Bane, and Hello. you guys do you guys do it just as well as he does. Although I think Kevin Smith does the Bane on there. It will be. Uh, I think Ralph does it too because he does it on. on it will be Kevin. painful. I think you? well with Ralph's thing, especially with Arnold Schwarzenegger. The problem I have with Arnold Schwarzenegger is I can't keep him. Yeah, come on, please. Well, that's the thing is you can't. If you do that, you can you have, no, you have to do it like this. You know, you have to get down into here, and the biggest thing I noticed is, that, is you got to get in the back of the throat. And you got to like really pronounce it, you know. It's like, and it, it, I found the key is to do bullshit. Like the, the use, you really gotta get down and go bullshit, you know. The, the voice is bullshit, you know. So well, you, you know, the, and then, if you get and the, the things, California, and then you got to get, you got to get, you got to get crazy. The California, you got to do California. It's right. like cauliflower. 
you know, the, the, and, then, and, then, and then you get to do these things that you do, the things like this, and then, you know, the, the, the election is coming up, and the, the people that want to do the things, and the, you know, and then, and then the people go to see my movie, Jingle All The Way! So that's, that's the things. You have to get did you see, wait, 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 wait. did you see the WWE or F whatever studios is doing Jingle All The Way 2? Yes, it's going to be starring the Arnold Schwarzenegger once again. I'm going to be flying as Turbo Man. That's no, just not in, yeah, yeah. Not in it. Yeah. No? Maybe? He was in the first one. Yeah, I know he was in the first one. He's not in the second one, is he? I no. don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Who is it? <laughs> They're going to bring Jake Lloyd back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was Jake Lloyd in that movie? Yes, 20 years was. later. Holy he's crap. still looking for Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should bring them both back. Actually, Jake Lloyd be the adult this th- in this one. <laughs> It's, it's the first jingle all the way, but from Jake Lloyd's perspective. Right. Perspection. Perspection. <laughs> perspective as a Yeah, you, you, can, you can't use English as well as I do. I don't know why my father speaks with this Austrian accent, and I don't have one. But the Christopher Walken is just as good, if not better, than, than Garland. Hello. Christ- oh, my God. Told you. He's there? No, fucking Larry the fucking cable guy. <laughs> it's the star <laughs> jingle all the way, too. It's listen to this hot cast. Larry the hot Cable cast. Guy, <laughs> Brian Step Stepanek, Stepan Stepanek Stepanek from Stepanek. the Island. He's in Transformers. What? Bolt Pin Game. Well, I guess I can't make fun of his career. Uh, a bunch of people you don't know. David Milchard plays frustrated dad. <laughs> Lindsay Maxwell plays attractive employee. Uh, she is attractive though. Uh, wow. And she is an employee. Holy crap. Jesse Philkow is boy in Toy Store. It sounds like this movie is about four minutes and not a single person has a real name. <laughs> hey, Larry, you. The boy in Toy Store. Guys. Get over here. There's not even a synopsis for this piece of shit. It's rated, rated PG for mild, rude humor. <laughs> for mildness. The voice of the talking teddy bear Harrison was voiced by director Alex Zam. Wait. Shazam? Alex Zam? Like... There's, there's no, they can't, they don't even tell you what it's about. It's the Middle Eastern Shazam, Al Kazam. Oh, there's, there's message boards on here. <laughs> Why is this even a sequel? <laughs> it should have been Jake Lloyd's character, Jamie. See, Twenty years that's later, what I said they should have gotten Jake Lloyd out of retirement to play the lead in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> The first reply to that is, yeah, a 25-year-old man still hoping to find a Christmas toy in a post-Amazon world? (laughs) No. (laughs) 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 So whoever is Batman underscore V underscore Superman on IMDb, that comment is fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) 25-year-old still hoping to find a Christmas toy in a post-Amazon. No. So, no Phil Hartman. Oh. Oh, that's right. Hartman was in it. I forgot he was the neighbor. <laughs> Ow. You know your movie is shit when some Jake <laughs> when Jake Lloyd would probably make it better. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it broke Chris. Chris is broken. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Jingle all the way <laughs> to is broken Chris. <laughs> and after it was announced, let me check my calendar. Nope, it's not <laughs> April 1st. <laughs> so, 
Do you think after after <laughs> last week's rant about uh, sucker, punch. sucker punch, do you think Chris seeing this movie would make a bigger rant? No, because oh, I, I don't think he already knows it's this. gonna suck balls. Well, here's the thing: he is, the same is thing. Um, during the summer on the the fuck podcast that I listen to and and fill in one very once in a short while, they do crappy hockey movies over the summer. Like they did Slapshot Two, which apparently is one of the worst films ever. And they've done Larry, uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Good God. <laughs> Stuck <laughs> in my head. Um, Larry the, Love the Cable Guru. Guy goes. Yeah, I think we, we mentioned it last week that, that uh, they watched The Love Guru. So they How's do. The Love like, Guru hockey. It's, in, it's all hockey. Didn't we explain this the last Love week? The Love Guru is hockey? Yeah. He's, he's hired to fix the relationship with oh, yes, okay. the wing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, J- Justin Timberlake plays Jacques Lecoq, yes. the uh, goalie for the LA Kings. Um, <laughs> But like I, I thought of that of doing like just basically stealing that bit and having three of us watch like a terrible, terrible film, and just you know you you watch Almost. like twenty minutes and then you cut it and then you, know, you stop it and you, you jump in and just talk about like what you just saw. But it takes I mean it oh takes I thought you were going to say hours. like Mystery Science Theater three thousand it. No, it's the it's too hard to do because if you do it with that, then it becomes very visual right. and obviously we won't have the visual for it. So you have to be able to talk about it when you recap it. So that reminds me. I'm glad you brought that up, because you know how we've talked about doing the podcast, video, you know, doing the, a video podcast. Mm-hmm. And Chris said he doesn't want to because he doesn't want to be on camera. Mm-hmm. Damn right. I figured out what we do. We get a Triceratops puppet. So every time Chris talks, we cut to the puppet. For those of you that can't see inside this room right now. Both Chris and I are hanging our heads are no longer paying attention to Rich. (laughs) Come on, that would be great. Let's just not do the video. I know you're desperate to be on video, but it's let's just let's just drop it. I think what we should do is just concentrate on making a podcast, and that's about it. (laughs) And not (laughs) making try on try making a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so Halloween was over the weekend. So oh, that was the other thing we're going to talk about is Kamikaze. so Halloween was over the weekend, so was Kamikaze. Technically, Halloween was Friday, Te- which is well, the weekend. So the beginning of the weekend. Not really. Technically, the weekend's just Saturday, Sunday. Technically, the weekend would just be Saturday because Sunday begins a new week. But so. when they say you're working towards the weekend, yeah. Once you get to Friday, yeah, most people once you're working on Friday, you get Friday out, at you know? five p.m. You're just like fuck it. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think you really like. If you're working all day, you're not rushing out, going. Yeah, I have four it's hours before I gotta go to bed. You know, so yeah. that's. I know. Now that I have a job, when I clock out at six o'clock, I'm like, all right, it's the weekend. Exactly. Well, then I head to the nearest bar. Oh, yeah. oh you. Head yes, to the you <laughs> head to the nearest bar. <laughs> drink wait, my wait, sorrows wait, away. Wait, 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 we gotta. You get had a, you had a glass of wine last weekend. No, you had a small sifter of wine. Last weekend when we were carving pumpkins or whatever, mm-hmm. and then started uh, putting dudes on your Tinder. Wait, we also have a Tinder update from Ethan. Oh, oh, do we? No, we don't. Yes, Ethan got some responses to his Tinder. Were they from the dudes? <laughs> no. Were, were they from? Tell them. Actu- come on, come were on. They tell them. Actual women. Yeah, should I tell them? They're actual the, women. The four, the four actual women that I got that all turned out to be prostitutes. <laughs> When I say when I would like send them a message like, hey, like why why do why do you have to judge their you their send profession? Them a, you, no yeah, no no you yeah. you you, hit, you give them a message and it's like hey how you doing 
And then their response is, oh, I'm glad you liked my pictures. Hey, if you wanted to get together with me, it's $160 for the night. That's not bad for the whole night. Wait, yeah, what, do, what do they look like? They're pretty cute, but you can't tell. Because, you I mean, they could just be using somebody else's <laughs> picture. It's <laughs> true. Walk, so they walk up to the door that's a crack hoe. Hey, guy. Hey, she's, she's got hey, no teeth. Hey, hey, hey. Um, no, I you suck your dick. I suck your dick for a dollar. <laughs> Dude, a dollar. It's a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Crack hoe. What can I say? But, yeah, no, I think it was 160. You may think about that. I mean, it. Let's face it. I've been to strip clubs. Hey, I've hey. dropped a lot more than one sixty. I, I work at a corporate retail establishment. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> that is getting paid barely a little more than minimum wage here in California, yeah, well. so I can't afford it either. You can afford one hundred and sixty. Oh no, I can. <laughs> if I need to buy a new bed, maybe at one hundred seventy-five dollars, and I still can't afford. So that. why don't you message them back and see if you can negotiate the price? Do you do yeah. it? Do you need a new bed because of the prostitutes? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's not going to have a prostitute come over with an old stanky bag. Exactly. And, and she's a classy hoe. <laughs> For 160 <laughs> Classyhoe.com. Maybe she's giving the Ethan discount. Ladies love hey, Ethan. Hey, you know what? Even Prostitutes are women, too. They, they need loving. Ethan is... Uh, They're just whores. Maybe you can make her see the error of her ways. And yeah. You know. Yeah, that's it. We'll make a, make you, a woman... You can make an honest woman out of her. You can pretty woman her. <laughs> no, I don't have Richard Gere money. <laughs> or looks. <laughs> I okay, don't know. he looks kind of bad nowadays. <laughs> so Friday was Halloween, was it? Yes. Yeah, so it brings up the question: You know, what's the difference between a costume and cosplay? A convention. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. <laughs> uh, About a thousand dollars. No, that's not that. It's cosplay is just something in that kind of genre, I think. And then a costume is—it's really the same thing. It's. But if you go out on Halloween, are you dressing up in a costume or are you cosplaying? I don't think nobody cares. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand the subject really. So you, you well, dress up. Just... You dress up in a costume. You either go get candy, or you go to a convention, or you go to a party, or you sit at home and watch TV and it, or whatever you want to do. So you can cosplay at home by yourself. Cosplay is just cosplay is really I think they made it into a verb. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's really the difference. The difference between costume and, and a cosplay is one's a noun and one's a verb. So there you, you want my English degree answer? There it is. <laughs> Boy, thank you, good sir. No. Okay, no. so so that that topic's kind of lousy. Let's uh Well, we started the and night talking on. about his Tinder and I know. And <laughs> And jingle all the way too, so <laughs> it's gonna be a good <laughs> movie. Yeah, I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go pay for it. Here's what I think we need to do. You know what? Sometime. Arnold Schwarzenegger is really hard to do in the position I'm sitting in right now. <laughs> the way my next turn is just—I I think, I don't think, I I think that's do what it. I'm going to do. Can for you do Bane or walking? Oh, Bane's really easy. Yeah, Bane, you just have to bring up the microphone right to your face, and you're just gentle. You gotta breathe yeah. a little bit too. It's, it's really oh, you have to do Sean Connery for you. I don't get you for it. I don't understand what you're I was molded by it. <laughs> what? <laughs> you adopted the darkness. I was born into it. <laughs> and then I made it my bitch. That's why the night comes whenever I walk by. <laughs> kind of like the big dude in Desperado, according to Steve Buscemi's character. So, um, A fine action movie <laughs> for all of you who haven't seen it. 
Are we, I don't think we're actually going to talk about a topic today. I'm well, I'm sure this is, okay, let, we'll talk about kamikaze. Yeah, okay. Everybody's kamikaze saying happened. it's one of the four best kamikazes that there's been. Aren't there there's only four. <laughs> Was there only, only four? been four? You went two days of it. I only went one. What you? How was it? Two days. More They'll just one. say okay. There's more than one. No, is kamikaze is is kamikaze. It's no longer we parked in the uh, parking lot where it was the first time, so that was cool. I was like, oh look, memories. No, no, no. Um, you parked underneath the structure. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, kamikaze was started by fans to be a L.A. based comic convention for. All the people in L.A. who didn't have a con and couldn't go to the other ones, and it was a fan con, and it was real cheap, and you know there were some interesting vendors there and interesting people there, and then the next year, Stanley Stan Lee became Elvira a part of it, it, and I don't know if they bought it. I think they went after them to see if they would do it, and it was a disaster in terms of getting people into the building. Yes. And it was only two days. Then last year, they went to three days, and this year, they did three days as well. Do um, you think they need to do three days, really? I think the the thing with doing three days is it doesn't seem to hurt them, and right. it also helps in getting tickets more people out there. the door. Yeah. It, you know, instead of the disaster of the second year for people that don't know, the first year, a few people showed. You know, it was a decent number of people. It was also twenty five bucks for the entire weekend. Correct for but both there was, days. I think there was a total, not even ten thousand for the first. But whatever it was, when they got to the second, when we showed up, right there, it was impossible to get in there were thousands of people just milling around in the basically what would be the lobby of the convention center there was no order there was no line the convention was supposed to already be open by it was something like 11 a.m right and there was nobody inside and there was no one from the convention staff or the uh, convention center staff the kamikaze staff or the convention center staff who had come up to the building the police and the fire department closed the doors because they couldn't mm -hmm. let anybody else in. And then all of a sudden, people are just kind of roaming. And then eventually what they did is... A lot of people end up leaving. A few people left. And then what ended up happening with us is the guy just... The, the kamikaze staff just started handing out wristbands, two-day wristbands to everyone who was waiting, whether they right. bought a two-day pass or not. Which, in, in for those of us that bought a two-day pass, I thought was actually a little upsetting. I'm like, so you're just letting people in for free tomorrow. And I remember distinctly when I passed by him, I said, so how did it get like, did you guys not know how many tickets you sold? Did you guys just not have a staff for this at all? And it was kind of a shrug of the shoulders, like, we didn't think these many people would show up. Like, you sold tickets. Well, they also sold them to Groupon. That then, was the problem. Right. Is they sold them to Groupon, and then apparently, I guess, Groupon doesn't report what they are. So th I don't know what it was, but it was a disaster. It was a complete disaster. And there was a lot of spin on social media sites right after. I mean, mm -hmm. Looking on their page... And every post was, I showed up at 9 a.m. and I left at 11.30. Yep. When we went in, you talked to the R2 Builder guy. Yes. Talking about how they were noticing that there was no one there. I talked to a vendor that year. And again, let me let me point out, this is three years ago. This is not this year. This is three years ago. Um, two years ago. Two years ago. Uh, one of the vendors I talked to, he said he was trying to call the convention staff the organizers, it's you know, like, it's eleven thirty. Right. They've supposed to be open for a half hour. There isn't a single person on the floor who's spending any money because there's like five people there, mm -hmm. and so he was calling them like, "Hey, I'm I'm missing out on money. Where is everybody? Oh, we can't let anybody in yet. Nobody has tickets. How? It was just they were disaster. like basically one door, one line, and they were trying to. <coughs> and, well, there wasn't even a line. It was 
it's they didn't have a line set up for anybody who previously who bought their tickets Correct. online. We bought ours through the Groupon deal. Um, whoever had bought them through the site or bought them through the Groupon that had the printout with the barcode, they didn't know where to put them. And then to add insult to injury later that afternoon, everyone who showed up just to purchase a ticket were put onto. They went to the far side, mm-hmm. walked in, bought their ticket, and went straight to the floor. They were in line for less than five minutes. Yep. Last year, I went all three days. Everybody I know bailed on me. Thanks. So I went all three <laughs> days by myself. Um, it's nice to know everyone wanted to go this year. When you I was like, eh, I don't me. care. Just, I don't remember. I don't remember why I didn't go last year. I, I was never. You asked. you were you wanted to go really bad, and then like three days before, I asked you if you were going. I don't going, think Beth. Could, yeah, because Beth couldn't no. get off, so I had to watch Arabella. You could have brought Arabella with you. Um, that is true. She was free. Uh, I, was, I was never asked. Just You're always working. I think you were working anyway. But I wasn't asked. Just saying. Just saying. Hey, Ethan, you want to go to Kamikaze? You can go Screw to you. any convention you want to go to. How's okay. That? Anyway. Um, but Thanks. last year, showing up on Friday, I had my ticket in less than two minutes. Right. I, you know, I printed out my ticket. I went in, got my badge, and went in and mm. out. Um, this year, same thing. We went Friday, um, picked up our badges. I went with uh, our friend Mike yep. on Friday. Picked up our badges. I think last year it was open earlier on Friday. This year it was only one to seven. Last year I thought it was eleven to seven. I could be wrong. Um, and then Saturday's nine to seven, and Sunday's nine to five. Right. Friday. Friday was nice because it wasn't really super busy. It's one of the cool things about having a non-summer convention mm-hmm. is people most work. people working. <laughs> Saturday, um, and, but it was also Halloween. So and sa- but Saturday was. I don't think s- busy to me. Oh, pa- Saturday was packed. Saturday was way more packed than it was last year. You know the weird Way thing more packed than it was last year. Here's the thing with Kamikaze. There's a couple of things with Kamikaze. And again, this is all personal opinion. This is nothing against Kamikaze. It's nothing against all this stuff. It's a good thing no one's listening because I'm sure they're upset. Kamikaze, to me, I think has three very noticeable problems. First off, it, it's a huge cosplayer convention now. Yes. I'm defining problem. It's not a problem problem. But here's the thing with a huge cosplayer convention that we found is a lot of cosplayers cause a lot of traffic. And unfortunately, a lot of cosplayers don't spend a lot of money. Correct. I know this has been going through and people are like, cosplay isn't the problem and all this stuff. I'm not saying, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon of cosplays ruin comic comic conventions. Cosplay should stop. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is when you find conventions that are big with cosplayers, vendors, retailers who are selling wares have said we don't feel like people spend as much money because there's so many people here that just want their picture taken. Mm-hmm. They just they're, they're not shopping. The good thing about this though with this cosplayers was they were down in the lobby. They weren't all in the lobby. Mo- I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get hold on cuz there's there's two more points. The second point is Kamikaze to me feels like a comic convention for a lot of first-time comic goers. Yes, I can get that. There's a I lot of that. people that I felt, as someone who's gone to cons for a long time, I can kind of spot who has done conventions for a while and who hasn't. This Comic- when like- I go to WonderCon, there's a large number of people that this is their first con. Mm-hmm. When we go to Comic-Con, there's a large number of people who know exactly what they're doing. Right. When I go to some of the smaller stuff, it's guys who go to cons who this isn't their first con, Long Beach. Right. A lot of people, this isn't their first time because it's not a first-time con. It's, well, it's not, not a, oh, really it's so a huge. known con. Or it's exactly. People, con. Who kn- people who go to cons know about Long Beach. Right. People who don't go to cons don't know about Long Beach because Long Beach is a very, not an insider con, but 
it's a con. It's got a lot more retail. Kamikaze this year felt like a big family con. For Kamikaze me. is a huge con with people in their first time. Yes. This re- relates to number one because those people stop every five feet to take pictures. Oh, yes. Every five feet. They also walk down the aisle as slow as they can be, and they kind of look to the left, and they look to the right, and they stare at the ceiling. <laughs> And they kind of just mosey. And they're in groups of people that they try to keep together. Yes. Saturday, I'm in the con for maybe an hour. Turn around. Mike's gone. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. I'll find him later. Mikey's always gone like that. Yeah, but that's the thing. I saw you for half a minute. Walked away from you. I saw Sebastian for a little while. Walked away from I don't care. You guys don't care. Whatever. Just keep moving. It, it's not every booth that you stop at. Hey, Mike, come check this out. Hey, Rich, come here. Come here. You got to check this out. Right. Come here. You got to look. Look at Look at He's got this thing that I'm not going to buy. Look at how expensive it is. That's so amazing. <laughs> so there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people stopping cosplayers. Um, and stopping cosplayers right in the center of the aisle. That's what I'm talking about. People who are first-timers don't know where to stop. Right. They go very slow. They don't know where to stop. There are also people that, when they're going to a booth, when they're looking at, you know, especially like the things with trades. Mike and I hit that first booth, just hundreds of short boxes of trades. Mm-hmm. And we're, we go through every single one. And we're flipping through it. Right. We just file through it. You get the guy that walks up, and he just like moves 20 trades and looks at one, and then moves like five trades, and then he looks at the other one, and then he pulls a trade out, and then he just leaves it there, and then he walks away. I don't know what that guy's doing. See, I got the guys that would, the, the guy who was in front of me would look through them, he'd pick one up, and start looking through every page. Yeah. Every yeah, single guys. page. The third part, which kind of because <laughs> it's too much Stan Lee. Oh, in this one, there's so much Stan Lee. Yes, there's so there many two, people. Th- not only did he have his own booth that he was he was signing at, but he had another booth that he was signing at. Well, the thing the thing with and everybody there is looking for Stan Lee. There is that's what I'm talking about. There is such a there, there's one booth that kind of it's his management booth or whatever, where the stuff that um. That really is 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 they're the ones that get all of the signings and it's all authenticated mm-hmm. and what have you. Um, it, my friend Stacy asked me how Kamikaze was, and I said Friday was good, Saturday was crowded. People here are desperate for a con. Lots and lots and lots of cosplayers who I don't think spend as much money as vendors would want them to, and first time con goers who stop every six inches to stare at the sky. And she's like, ha ha ha. And I said, way too much Stan Lee. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> I <laughs> said, so just wave after wave of idiots jizzing in their panties about how great it is to spend $1,500 on a guitar he signed. Seriously, he'd sign your balls for $60, <laughs> so let's get some perspective. <laughs> so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of that, like, Stan Lee, Stan Lee, Stan Lee. Everyone's rushing around to try mm-hmm. and find something for Stan Lee to buy. And then you get an hour into it, and then you start hearing the, he wanted $60 just for his signature. Right. Oh, my God, he wanted $110 just for a picture. I don't. I thought this was free. I thought it was free. I, I'm not going to pay sixty dollars for this. I am. So you get a lot of people that seem very quickly to get really upset. Yes. I'm going to throw in the fourth thing, and this is the organizer. Well, they have J, uh, J. Scott Campbell there too. J. Scott Campbell did what J. Scott Campbell did is he had one free signature, yes. and then everything else was five bucks, thinking that would deter people from bringing the stacks. And it did. According to my friend Sebastian, who waited in line for over an hour, it did not deter people from spending the extra money. And the line for him was like almost across the building. Part of it also is because my thing with number four, I don't understand their organization at all. There was none. I mean, their vendors are spread out. Their artists are spread yes. out. They're, uh, there's not a lot of um, 
uh, uh, publishing there. And that was concentrated. Like, Boom was there, and IDW was yes. there, and that might have been it. No, and Zetascope Aspen. was there. And Aspen. Aspen's always there. Um, I don't know if I really count Aspen as a publisher and anymore. I, I don't know what Aspen is. I didn't even know IDW was there until we were leaving, and they were happened to be right next to the uh, Big yep, Hero 6 booth. booth. Yeah, that stuff was all in one spot, but everything else was pretty spread out. Kamikaze, to me, for a lot of years, was didn't feel like there was a lot of guys selling comics. It's not a comic show. There's not. It's a it's a pop culture show. They had they seem to have more vendors this year, but it still felt like an arts and crafts show. I remember I said this last year when someone asked me, you know, what did you think of it? I said it's an arts and crafts show, and mm-hmm. they just stopped and they went, "Wait, I think you're right." I said there's a lot of people that are selling wares. They're selling stuff that they built. They're selling uh-huh. stuff that mm-hmm. they've made, and that's cool. But when it's not, I'll put it this way. I found one booth that I went through and actually bought like trades from, and that was it. There might have been two. Or, I'm sorry, there was two. There was one more place that I that I bought. There the were from. there were a couple because because um, uh, the the guys there in Long Beach. Um, when they just Pulp opened, Fiction. Pulp Fiction. They had a very small booth that was there. Uh, I saw theirs. But there was only what we call the booth of deaths. There was only one. This yeah, time. there was one. Mikey said he found another one. I, I don't remember ever seeing it. Um I had trouble finding... There were more toys there than uh, than at Comic-Con. Uh, I don't know if there's more toys in Comic-Con, because I struggled to find toys, too. I found, like, one thing. But there was I, one or I two. Even... There's a lot of guys that I recognize from Long Beach. That's the other thing. Right. It's like having the show, not so close, but going from Long Beach to this show, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember you at Long Beach. I remember you at Long Beach. Well, it's All like... that said, it's not a bad show. No. But... I don't find the panels very interesting. I hate the main stage. I hate that hot topic stage. Yeah. A lot of people like it because it's not there's no capacity thing. If you're standing in the middle of that aisle of the main aisle that leads back to it, if you're 130 feet from the stage, you can still see the screen. Yes. And you can still kind of hear it. So you can still be a part of it. So I'm sure for a lot of other people it's a good thing. For me, it's like they shove so much stuff kind of back there. It's really mm-hmm. tough to get through well, back there. The, and, but the wings are so open because you know you have you had the one side that had the autograph signings, and then the other side that had Spider-Man basketball and. Um, but the they've video had that every year. Section. The video game sections there too. The thing with the other side is it's actually kind of nice to have that big open area. No, no, I like that. I, yeah. li- I like to have the way they had the autographs all on the that aisles, one side. The aisles aren't too aren't too small. I thought I think they give you a good enough space. When you get into the vendor area, like every other con, there's just too many people that right. you can't get through. And again, I think this exasperated in this instance of the amount of people there that just stop yes. in the middle of nowhere. Did you know K Rock had a booth there? No, I never even saw it. Yeah. That's the other thing is the way that it's set up, I didn't see everything that was there. I didn't feel like I saw I saw everything. See, there. we, we and went I got and really turned around at one point too. I was looking for the last day I was looking for um uh my D pins and collectibles, which uh-huh. is a booth that's always there. And I could have sworn it was in the left hand corner. And I circled that corner for like an hour. And I remember asking Sebastian, I'm like, You saw this, right? I, said, I thought it was here, and I just kept going up and down. And finally I went onto the, the website through the phone. And found it. Nope, it's clear on the other side. Yeah. I don't remember it being over here at all. See, and I went, I went up down every aisle, but somehow I still missed Livio. And you know, like when I asked you on Saturday, I said, "Look, Livio's not here." And you went, "Yeah, he is." I just went by because his when you get into that middle where those those white tables, they're all in squares, mm-hmm. and so you you can break the aisle very easily. Yeah, because the aisle where it's where the squares are that have most of the artists, they don't seem to line up with the other aisles for the stuff that's leading mm-hmm. towards the front door. So you can get mixed up well i didn't even go back to the mile high booth because there was you had you had liefeld back there you had uh you had j scott campbell back there and it was just saturday jim lee was there john romita jr was there 
Jordan Reed Jr. was the only one I wish I would have. I, I could. I wish I would have gone that one. But yeah. was Jim Lee and uh, J. Scott Campbell at the same time? I don't think. so. I think J. Scott Campbell was there or did all they day. Re- Jim I'm Lee was only there for two hours. Okay, because I know at one point there were two massive lines mm-hmm. right around where those two, where those booths. That were. That was Lee and Ramita. Oh, was it? Because they were signing right next to each other. Oh. Okay, because I know, and I know that uh, Campbell was there because there was actually a, a print of Spider Man like. Hugging Mary Jane or something. Campbell has a lot of prints that are there. Campbell also has. He did the the Kamikaze Stan Lee print like two years yeah. ago, which was Stan there with like all the Marvel women or whatever. So he he does a lot of stuff that has that you can go get Stan Lee to sign instead of right. like oh I bought Amazing Spider Man seven hundred for Stan Lee to sign even though it has nothing to do with Stan Lee. Well, the other thing that Campbell did was he had a, a lot of this prints that you could buy there at his booth already signed. Yeah, a lot of guys do that. To me, that to me is worthless. Again, this is a personal note. If I don't sure. like, I don't buy signed stuff. The only thing I've ever bought signed is I bought a picture from uh, Carrie Fisher signed because right. like, there's no way I'm ever going to meet Carrie Fisher. But for no, me, no, it's no. just like if you don't see him signing, you don't get to have that to personal me, yeah. connection. And other people, other people. I mean, that's I guess that's part of my sort of cynicism towards the people that are buying Stan Lee stuff. I mean, I'm looking at that table, which was right next to the booth that had all the trades right. in it, and I'm watching on Friday. That's the first thing we got to. And there's nobody there. And we got through maybe 10 of those boxes with very few people there. And then all of a sudden, once everybody figured out where Stan Lee was and where the stuff was, that place just exploded because the booth next to it is just the whole table is covered in stuff that's either signed by Stan Lee or you can prepay. Mm-hmm. You know, you're buying a comic for $4, but it's 65 bucks because you're buying the ticket to make sure that that Stan Lee is going to sign it for you, right. and then you got to go stand in line well, for six hours. Well, a lot hours. of people don't realize is the reason that they charge you that money is because there are a lot of people will turn around and sell this stuff on eBay or whatever. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's a whole other topic. That is another. The topic, thing yes. with it is, well, no, no, because no. there's other people that will sell, and you know, they sell, sell you it. No, they, for they, cheaper they, too. It's they not. sell it for that because people will buy it. That's right. why, right? Because there's a lot of people that will pay sixty dollars for Stan Lee signatures to be like, oh my god, I met Stan Lee and all that other stuff. Mm. When you're buying the stuff that's there, that's where I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, you're spending... There's there's a guitar that's there for $1,000. Mm-hmm. It's got a Spider-Man painted on it, and it's signed by Stanley. I'm like, you're going to pay $1,000 for a guitar you'll never play. For a guitar, a guitar play. that you're going to put on your wall. Yeah. And like, Stanley never played the guitar. Mm-hmm. He's not in a band. Not only that, but I think... Sure he did. He did the theme song for Spider-Man. Though. Yeah. No, but I think an- another factor of, like... Getting something signed for me, it's like to actually meet the person that's doing whatever you're saying. Yeah, most of the stuff that I get signed, I get personalized. Right. Like, uh, for example, when I went when we were at Comic Con, and I went to you went to Comic Con. I think so. You're lucky. Uh, we went to J. Scott Campbell's booth. It was the first time I've ever seen the guy, other than what he's what he's drawn. And so, like, it was. I nice remember when he was Jeff Campbell. So there. <laughs> No, it was, I mean, like, it was, it's nice to actually, like, see the person that you appreciate their art and actually, like, you know, I know that he probably hears it 20 times or 2,000 million times a yeah, day. Yeah, sometimes don't meet your heroes. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I've had a few experiences that we won't talk about here. <laughs> That's no, what happened when Chris met Liefeld. Yeah. No, well, I, met, I met... Let's <laughs> see. I met Liefeld... That got to be, like, 92. It was, ri- it was the summer. Youngblood won, Spawn won, and Wildcats won. And Eric and I went to to Comic Con, and they had a signing for the three of them. And we waited, we waited in line for almost four hours because this is when you liked him at that point. Yeah, because <laughs> um, before be- you realized well, that you actually liked Pete, <laughs> before I realized that I liked art. Um, 
McFarlane. I remember because I remember we were in line forever, and it was the 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 two guys that were in front of us. We showed friendship with them, and we would take turns holding each other's place in line as they we, we would go back to the floor. And I kept going back to try and find Willis Protasio to have him sign my X Factor. Uh, two seven. No, it wasn't two seventy two. Anyway, um, it was seventy two. But we would keep going back and forth, and they actually took my book and ended up getting it signed the one time that he was actually there. But we found out that, you know, it was like, oh, it's because McFarlane's late. And then find out what happened was McFarlane was signing upstairs. Mm-hmm. The staff never cut the line. And so they finally cut the line, and they're like, well, you're going to be massively late. And he said, hey, they waited in line. I'm going to do every single one. Tell them downstairs that, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. So he, he was supposed to take a lunch break, and he never did. He stayed, and he finished everyone in that line. He signed every single thing for every single person upstairs in the line. And then came, and then came straight down. And he was about an hour late, but he came straight down and just worked right through and signed through. So, and this is why he has carpal tunnel syndrome now. That's why. That's where I met. I met Jim. I met <laughs> Todd, and I met Rob Liefeld. And that's the only time I've met all three of them. I don't think I've ever gotten Jim Lee to sign anything else. Do you want sucks. to meet Rob Liefeld now? No. <laughs> would you want to hit? Him? I've had. I don't know, I've had the chance to. I wouldn't hit him. <laughs> would you let him have it verbally? No. I mean, it's. I'm, I'm not someone that's going to go up and just like you suck, you know, but. If, would, if someone were to... You just would, do it on a podcast. Well no, well, no, it's not that. I mean, look, I'm not... If he were to ask me, hey, did you say that I suck? Yes. I would tell him, like, I'm, I'm perfectly fine just telling you. The person I wanted to punch in the face was, like, Zachary Levi, because I think he's a shyster. <laughs> and he was across the street from us at Comic-Con. And we were walking back, so back and I was like, damn, I should just run across the street and punch him in the face. <laughs> that would have been okay. I would have do that. I just run loved. across the street, just clock him, right? I would have loved it. Like, it's like me, yeah. Chris, and Mikey just walking back to like the tram or something, and then it's like, "Where's Chris? Oh, he's in jail." He's like, "One second, please." Hold on. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> what are you doing okay, with the go. money you made, pal? <laughs> Trying to rip million dollars off everyone so you can hold a party. You're never gonna let that uh, go, are you? Oh, it's <laughs> just so stupid. But he's gonna go see Thor the next time. Oh, which by the way, apparently something got spilled today for. Uh, yeah, uh, I saw. It. For um, Avengers, but no. The oh, that's good because like, I didn't see it. Sorry. I think um, the Avengers are, are like a team. But did you see who actually spilled it? Yeah. Uh, no, I saw it. We're not gonna talk about that. Their um, thing and the, and the stuff and stuff. Yeah, happens? the stuff happens and then stuff blows up. Okay. Um, but like, I'm not one of those. Like, I can't stand people that go to a panel. Or go up to somebody. I mean, I've had, I've had, I've read stuff for it. Uh, uh, one of the writers for, um, uh, he writes for Adult Swim. Um, I'm on his Facebook page, and he was telling a story about a con where this person just came up to him and said, "Hey, it's nice to meet you. I just wanted to let you know I think you suck, and I think your work is terrible, and you ruined yada 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 for me." And he's like, "Why would you wait?" And this guy waited in line for like an hour. Like, why would you wait in line for an hour to tell someone that, that you hate them? He's you go to a panel, really and how people are so, I, I'm going to do this because it's negative. Like, if I don't like somebody then or, or somebody's work or whatever, I'm not going to go out of my way to tell them. I'm not jumping on Rob Liefeld's Twitter page like, hey, just so you know, buddy, you suck. You hey, know, I, follow his, I follow his Twitter page because it ends up being really funny because some of his followers are just crazy. What was the <laughs> one comment about, um, oh, shit, I forget it now. Never mind. Um. But it, it's also the same with, like, I don't have a problem saying, yeah, I got to watch the first one. Um, <laughs> sorry. You're Mike, Mike, Tyson Mike, Mike Tyson Mysteries is on here. <laughs> I forgot to tape tonight, so I got to do it. Yeah. Um, it's on, it's Monday nights at 10.30. I know. I gotta, it's 
going to be an extra one somewhere. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? It, going out of your way to say something, I think it's just the dumbest thing in the world. I never understand. Like, why do you go to a panel? Someone's like, you go to a Deadpool panel, and then you get in line. I just want you guys to know, I think Deadpool's the stupidest character you've ever come up with. And I hate his guts, and I think you should all kill yourselves because you work on him. And usually the response, I've seen Joe Casada give the response, was like, why did, why did you, why are you here? Right. Like, why, so many people are now, it, it's, it's this phenomenon of hate watching TV and hate reading comics and stuff like that, where you're just reading a comic because you're trying to figure out how to, how to tell people it's terrible. Yes. And like, if it's terrible, just let it go. Well, also, also it's, I think it's people that are trying to do that to get the shock uh, right, and then it's just, and now it's it's just so completely, it's been done. It's okay, we get it. It's just let, let it go. So, do you feel Kamikaze is? I mean, obviously it's owned by Stanley, so it's Stanley's Kamikaze. But do you feel it's more Stanley? You know, can I find Stanley? Can Stanley do this? Can well, that's, that's all. I mean, it's all Stanley. A lot of people are. They know he's going to be there. And again, I just want to know, like, he's at he's at like eighty cons a mm-hmm. year. You know, yes, he got sick this year, so he had to cancel a lot of appearances. Get used to that. Um, he's old. Get used to it. Yeah, he's I mean, <laughs> he's he's at a bunch of cons. The, the 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 funniest thing for me is when Mikey and I first started going to Comic Con in two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five. He's in a corner, just sitting at a booth, and you're walking by, and people are just like, "Hey, Stan Lee's over here. Yeah, come meet legendary creator Stan Lee." And just people are like, "Thanks for killing Jack Kirby, asshole!" It'd be just like junk like that. Like people were just mad at him at that point. Well, it's like, <laughs> and yeah. the research. I mean, the the story of Stan Lee and the fan reaction, the public's reaction to Stan Lee is fascinating. Right. To watch the ups and downs of he created every single Marvel character that's ever existed, and then it was well, Jack did all of it, and Stan just. Just totally but, ripped yeah. him off. That's it. He's a lying, cheating son of a bitch. And then it became he's you know he's the greatest person that ever existed. And then Stanley is comics. And then it was like, oh, he told Jim Shooter to just you know set all of Jack Kirby's art on fire because he was so mad at him or whatever. Yeah, he's such an evil person. And then he just disappeared for a long time mm-hmm. because he was he was gone from Marvel. He was actually, if I remember right, he was fighting Marvel over a lot of stuff. Right. And then. When the new regime comes in, comes in, they made him you know like chairman emeritus or whatever, and they gave him a stipend like go do whatever. Yeah, and he went and did Stanley comics with him. And the the funniest thing is you're you're going down the aisle and it's like I made Stanley puppets. Look, I have Stanley puppets that you can buy. I made Stanley art. I made Stanley action figures. And then there's a booth that has the book that he did a couple of years ago when he wasn't doing anything when he tried to revive Stripperella. Right. And it was like he did a porn book. It was just like that's the one to get signed. Or you get the uh, the Marvel Comics storybook from Sean Howe, which Mikey actually picked up. But I said that you go get signed because that book that book is the one that it, there's a lot of that narrative of you read a story and person A is like that son of a bitch Stan Lee and convinced Martin Liver to to fire all of us on Christmas Day, <laughs> and then the next one is poor Stan got told by Marty that he had to come fire us on Christmas Day, and he <laughs> he had to do it. Or he was going to lose his job. It's just I feel so bad for him. It's just, it's just that, that that perception sort of. Well, thing. do you notice that even the uh, the con booth, you know, usually where you get the t shirt, rep- you know, the, the t shirts for the con and everything, everything um, was Stan. Lee. Yeah, Stan Lee. Well, yeah. no, the the, the, pan- the, the two exclusives, the unmasked Captain America, which they apparently had tons of, yes. and the glow in the dark storm, which would have been awesome from Pop Vinyl. Uh-huh. None, never saw it. I saw the cap. I, I saw the cap. I never saw the other one. Yeah, in the in the the little magazine or whatever they said there was a. And storm. then there was the uh, the Stanley My Little Pony, mm-hmm. and then there was the. Uh, 
Agnes, uh, oh God, what's her last name? Uh, who does ponies? She did a Guardians. She does ponies. <laughs> she she writes for or she uh, does the art for uh, My Little Pony for IDW. Um, she did a Guardians of the Galaxy My Little Pony crossover. That oh was yeah, actually the cover the, yeah, of the. Thing. We ended up picking up the print. And she only did like a hundred mm-hmm. prints of it, so it was like you know, Arabella was saw it and just immediately freaked out on it. And then the next day, forgot what it was. No, no, no. If she has it. She, she, we still got to get it framed. But mm-hmm. no, she's, she, oh, she's. I guarantee you, she's already forgotten what that is. No, but but she did make. She was took uh, like twenty thirty minutes talking to Agnes, and it was great. You know, that she took that much time to spend with you know a little girl like that and. You know, you know, that is her fan base, but, you know. I spent 20 minutes talking to a that, car dealer. That's, <laughs> like, that's the one of the major differences with one of these cons opposed to Comic-Con, where well, you can. You can stand I around think it's and uh, talk. It's mainly because of the person. I, I don't think it matters of the con. Yeah, it, it's cause <coughs> like there are some cons, yes. There, there are some yeah. cons where you find the same person would be different, but... Yes, you're you're not standing there talking to Jim Lee at Kamikaze. Right. You're also not standing there talking to Jim Lee at Heroes Con in Charlotte. It doesn't matter where you are. That person is never going to be able to spend sure. time with you. Sure. Right. Someone like, you know, when we ran into Max Brooks at WonderCon in San Francisco versus right. Comic-Con in the same year, able to stand and have a conversation with him for an hour in WonderCon because not as many people there knew who he was, where Comic-Con there's just so many more people, mm-hmm. more people knew who he was. Mm-hmm. No matter what con I've gone to, if I wanted to, I could stand at Willis Protasio's booth and probably talk to him for 20 minutes like I did at WonderCon last right. year. Um, I, oh, I never went back to God damn it. He had a print I wanted, but oh, <laughs> I didn't want to buy art, art anyway. Um, no, I ended up spending an hour and 15 minutes in the uh, booth of death and didn't get all the way through because there were so many people. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time, I I, this is the first time I've seen there was more girls going through there than there were guys at that time. This is the first time I got through it before Mikey. That was weird. I ended up I ended up getting slowed down a couple of times by a few people, and then there was this uh, this guy in a wheelchair that couldn't really see up over the boxes or you know really get his hands up there. So I ended up you know I was looking through them, so I ended up slowing down so he could look through them too, and ended up Aww. picking it. I know I was being a nice guy, Aww, but that no, it slowed me down because you know like Chris and Mikey, I've gotten to the well, point the now where <laughs> you guys gave up. He's like, hey, I'm looking for Justice League Origin, the the first volume of the new Fifty Two trade. Here you go. What? Oh, wow. Hey, I didn't know you were listening. I said, sorry, I just overheard you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> yep. Donk. <laughs> there were some times when, when the three of us, you, me, and Mikey, would be at a booth, and we'd be at different sections, and it'd be like, hey, are you looking for this? Or you know, Yeah, then, we do that there. I mean, And then between the three of us, we'd end up finding other books other people are looking for. Uh, That's what's cool about those booths, though. You can, you know. The camaraderie. If it's, not, if it's not super, super crazy, yeah. When it gets super crazy, then it's... And it's, plus, it's the guy that walks up and is like, do you have the fifth volume <laughs> of Phantom Stranger from 1984? Dude, I don't know. Yeah. But is it in here? It could be. But, like, do you know where it is? <laughs> it's like, well, that's it, why it's I, in that box. Again, that's the first time I started to think. Like, those guys that just come up like, ooh. I had a guy that came up to that booth and said he's looking for a certain issue of Amazing Spider-Man, like right. 628 or something. And the guy said, oh, I'm sorry, we don't sell comics here. And he says, oh, so do you have it? <laughs> it's just like... No, we don't sell individual issues. We just sell trades. We mm-hmm. sell collections. Oh, do you know where I could get it? <laughs> it's just people that are desperate for information. Well, I found, <laughs> when I was there, I, I found uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Realm of Kings, you know, the the uh, the trade. And I, I'm, I'm sitting there holding it, and like five people come to me. Oh, my God, where'd you find it? Is it in here? Can you tell me where you found it? That's the one I told you not to get because it's reprinted in volume two. It's not, though. 
It will be. No, it, it's not. Realm of Kings is by itself and then goes into two. Uh, I thought it was pretty. Didn't we look at it and say it was? I, I could have sworn I looked at it and said it was like, nope, it's volume two. Uh, that's what I originally thought. But when I was reading, when I read through the, the Guardians run, it says continues in Realm of Kings. And it's just the Realm of Kings Guardians of the Galaxy run. And then it goes into volume two. That second volume isn't out yet, though, isn't it? No. Yeah, I think it's close to the anyway. <coughs> Anyways, but and then I found anyway. I found a hardcover of uh, Sinestro Corps' Tales, so which I needed. Mm-hmm. So and then I had like four or five people ask me if where there if there were more of those. So I ended, you know, I ended up. Then you, you <laughs> just turn around and be like, "Does it look like our work here?" <laughs> <laughs> I think Mikey picked up three things that when he brought them to the guy, he's like, "Oh, we shouldn't have had that in there," because <laughs> <laughs> he got the Meta Bayern's hardcover, which was like really nice and out of print. Because I saw, <laughs> I get to a box and there's like nothing in this box anymore, and I look over at Mikey's. Mikey's got a stack. He's got like three hardcovers <laughs> sitting in it. I'm like, "Oh, that's where it went." <laughs> yeah, I ended up and then I picked up a. Uh, Plague of Frogs, not Volume Three, so I finished that out, and then I found uh, GI Joe: America's Elite Volume uh, d- uh, Disavowed Volume One and Volume Three. Jesus, Joe. First thing I got was for somebody else. <laughs> so I will I say I did read this online. There's an actual, um, pretty creative cosplay that I did uh, did read about, and it was a a guy and a girl. Dressed up in a real fancy, uh, the like w- yeah, yeah, real fancy, and anytime they saw Batman on the sales floor, would just run up to him and go, "Son!" and then just fall on the floor dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the sign said the Waynes. Too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that was pretty. I cool. thought that was very creative. Uh, there was a uh, there was a whole group of Monster High characters, which was funny because Mattel was supposed to be there, and they ended up pulling out this year. Um. I saw I, I saw so many Star Lords this time, but to take it all, Deadpool and Harley Quinn. I didn't see as many Harley Quinns. But I, I, said, I said this when I went to Comic Con, I felt that there was not a lot of Deadpools at Comic Con. Like the cosplayers who went to Comic Con said, "We're not doing Deadpool. We're going right. to do something different." Deadpool came roaring uh, back in L.A. I don't, I don't know, know if you you, per, you weren't there when I was standing and there was a giant conga line of just Deadpools. Right, but that that's the thing. Funny. That might have been. It would, but it that may one. have been all of the Deadpools that were at Comic Con versus like two years ago, where literally every third co- right. cosplayer was a Deadpool. Last year, uh, a different Mike was counting Deadpools on Saturday, and he stopped at thirty six. Thirty six separate Deadpools. They had twenty. Four twenty-five Harleys by that point too, so I saw there wasn't of as much uh, of of uh, of that at Comic Con this year. But man, was there a ton of Deadpool's at Kamikaze. Uh, Kamikaze. male and insane. female? Yeah. Um, well, it's such. I saw like four or five of the bombshell Harleys from the from the uh, the mm-hmm. bombshell covers. Um, I didn't see as much of that. It was I saw one. I saw a, lot a guy dressed dead. up as Harley. There's yeah, I don't like that. And then I saw I saw a guy dressed up as Slave Leia, and he had a dog with him that was dressed up as Jabba the Hutt. That's bizarre. That was really bizarre. <laughs> that was that was bad. Wow. Um, but yeah, there's a. Guardian. I saw a lot of male and female Star Lords. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Four: Realm of Kings. Collects issues twenty through twenty-five. Yes. The Abnett and Landing Complete Volume Two collects issues thirteen through twenty-five. Oh well. So it'll be in there. Okay. Anyway. 
Now we know. And no, it's half the battle. Yeah, I mean, I didn't find anything like crazy. I got, I picked up the IDW TMNT Volume One for Jonathan. We'll actually read it now. I saw a couple of those. In there. Yeah, there was a lot of. Them. I picked up the animated volume one, which was actually pretty cool. Um, they didn't have a, that movie didn't have a lot of the newer stuff though. Like you no, know, like the, the, I don't think he's the one of the new guys that was there. Yeah, and it definitely. I wasn't got five ghosts. I got Turtles Classics Volume Eight, which is the beginning of the Mirage Run. The Barry Windsor Smith X Men Collection. But other than that, uh, so I only spent like sixty five, but I ended up with like three, two or three uh, hardcovers. The jacked it yeah, up. Yeah, I'm like a bunch of. I got. Uh, I bought one of the 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 vamps from Danger at the Docks by itself mm-hmm. for twenty bucks. So that was cool. And then I ended up getting my Mara Jade from. Uh, yeah, I figure I'll find that next year. I haven't put up the Jaina yet, so I'm like, I'm, I'm not really worried about. Which I found, I found it for sixty, so that's ten dollars off of the you know. Yeah, well everyone. The has shop it. price. Yeah, um, I don't find anything like super crazy. It's been a lot of money though. I think it. Oh, I think it. I got the the SH Figure Arts Android Seventeen. That was awesome. Found a footlong DVD. street dog. Ew. <laughs> Just found it like on the floor. Somewhere. Yeah, that was it on the floor. You're like, oh, look at that. Yeah, I didn't get a bacon wrapped hot dog. I was never in the right spot. I had eaten. Oh, I'm hungry now. <laughs> that was one of the things. As soon as we were going down, I was like, oh, street dogs, street dogs. So what they yeah, we can put on the lunch. We went to Carver for lunch. Oh yeah, whole times. Well, we went for dinner the first time because we were waiting to go to a concert. So okay, so um, I do want to talk real quickly about this week's Walking Dead since it was Halloween and uh, this was a brains. this was obviously brains. a filler episode. No brains. Well, it's not a filler. I mean, this is the stories that they want to tell. It's it's going off of the main character. I mean, it's definitely a slower pace as to what the season has been so far. Mm, no, it's a not slow. a whole lot of ha- not. It doesn't seem like it, it's a whole lot of. Yeah, it's one of impact. it's one of those episodes. Like, look how bad humans are. Yeah. Again, and yeah. which seems to well, I guess all of them are because the last couple episodes have been people eating each other. But this one we had like a female governor in a way. Mm, I wouldn't no. go that far. It's the thing with this with this episode was, at least for me, like I, I found it fairly confusing in terms of like what had happened beforehand, the way that they are talking about Dawn and what she did, and it never really came. It never really got an idea of what happened. I mean, even in even in mm-hmm. Terminus, the way that the, the vague way they described it of like, look, we were the good guys, and then something Somebody's went wrong, and then we, and you you knew from like the start. Somebody came there and, and did something, screwed them yeah. over, and then they turned. Right, and so it was it was sort of vague, but it really you got an idea of what it was. To me, in this, I'm watching it going. I don't understand what exactly is happening. Why? Do in terms of like why why are they the way that they are? Right. So there was some of that stuff, and I was just. <sighs> it's like the bad cops took over. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not like bad. It's just I don't know. I. Well, they kept touching on like the. The main cop or whatever that she had a thing for, apparently, and Don had a thing for, and cleanliness like and uh, order and well, no, the well, what it seems to me is that is that the f- so it kind of it, he died, so that kind of m- made her like no, what it was that she killed him, no, see, it, we that's how confusing the episode is. We're <laughs> completely from what I took from it is that 
the guy that that started this, mm-hmm. the cop that kind of started it, he ended up going crazy. Right. And he's like, you know, we're we're not going to survive. We're not going to make it. Which was her partner. Which was her partner, mm-hmm. and she kills him. Like, you're going to kill the rest of us, and if you go you go nuts, you're going to kill us all. So I I killed him because the doctor I- says. Dawn took care of us. Dawn took care of him. Right. Like, got rid of him. Yeah. So that's why she's so kind of level and not really, you know, you know or angry or whatever. But it's still, I don't know. I just. But even that one cop with the lolly, when he comes in with the lollipop. It's just, there's, that there's, just there's so crazy. many. The problem with it is there's so many tropes in it. Oh, tell me. That was so I mean, the, many. the whole thing, like, oh, look, he's trying to rape Beth. There's a surprise. Oh, just, like I'm watching it, going, "Oh, this is this is justified in the prison all over again." Yes, that's what I was thinking. And even then, it's just like it's every prison movie. It's every. Uh-huh. It's just a lot of tropes and that sort of thing. I don't know. I was disappointed in the episode. Uh, it's also like <laughs> it makes any sense when <laughs> the walkers show up and it's like ah, everyone's running and it seems like there's this great chaos and everything. I'm like, um. There's like nine cops on this floor, and they all have guns. Do you right. think, and there's two zombies. Do you think that because there was, you know, there's been this lack of Beth for the last what six months? I mean, if you if you if you count the hiatus, you know, so what are you talking? Yeah, that's it's like well, six like episodes, five, five episodes, pretty much. I think three like four it's like or the five third episodes. or mm, yeah, it's, it's like gotta be somewhere right there because like four or five episodes. It was Daryl ends up catching up with uh, it the was main the group before Terminus. Third to last episode for the season ender. Was it? I thought it was earlier than that. I thought it was too. The one where you just basically like let's let's just. I thought he was with that. We're gonna we're gonna press pause on the zombie apocalypse and drink schnapps for two hours. No, because talk about our feelings. uh, Well, that's. I thought he was with with the wandering group a little bit longer. No, because she gets taken the episode after the whole like, oh, we're cool now because she gets taken at the end of it. At the end of that, that's the end of that episode. He tells her to run, and no, then because they they burn down the cabin, that's the end of the episode. So then the next episode is the one where, where they go in into the, the little the mortuary or whatever, and then she gets k- taken. Then, fuck. Then the then the funeral. God, happens. is there? There's two episodes where they just walk around drinking. Yeah. Well, they're not, drink, they're not drinking in the second. Well, episode. technically three because you have them go. To, they go to the the country club. Then they go to the oh, farm. I'm thinking of the country club one. No, the country club is the same as the, the dilapidated house. Daryl's home. Yeah, it's the same episode. But the one after that, I think, is the one where they get and end up in like the mortuary. Okay, the but home. the point is, there's been a lack of yeah. Beth. Okay. There's been a build up to where's Beth? What happened to Beth? Did it live up to it? Well, I think it's just the beginning part of their story. Because to me, because with the the way that it ended, you could tell that there's still. A story to tell inside that. Okay, but the way that Beth ended, you know, that she had a lot more strength and a lot more power, is the way she was with Daryl. So the beginning of this episode, the way she acted, didn't really fit the character that they had been building with her. It was like Beth from. It was like Beth from the, from early on in the prison slash you know um, the farm. I think it's complete opposite. I didn't not not till you she, get to you the end. Not till you get well. Yeah, you get to the end. It's more you know, makes it more like she's on her own, so she's able to take care of herself. I mean, I think that's the premise that they wanted to set after that episode with Daryl. That you know he's basic. She's basically that's, that's rubbed off. From it's like if they're all for all their talk in the episode of you know if you're out there and you can't take care of yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
I guess this point, she doesn't say anything. She doesn't want them to know that there's another group out there. But she just point out, I survived this long. I'm okay. I don't know. I yeah. it would, yeah. so it was more of her hiding that she yeah. could be a badass, or that, that she not has. not that more of hiding that there's a group out there. You know, for as many times as <laughs> everyone they meet just seems to want to kill them. I just think reason. she's more comfortable, um, basically handling her own. In a sense, I don't know. All of a sudden, she turned into a badass with that gun, though, at the end. Dude, she's a good shot. <laughs> I was like, she's getting headshots left and right. She was one-handed, too. With a cast. Like yeah. She was holding it with the cast. Yeah. I don't but I, I, I had to say, the w- and I, I kind of said it earlier to you guys, the one thing that really bothers me with this show is the main characters and everything, when they get, like, scratched or, you know, punched or something, they get these big-ass cuts on their faces and everything. <laughs> And, you know, and they get, they like, these disappear. massive stitches and everything. And all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, well, there's no <laughs> mark at all. Right. Well, that's that's TV because you're not going to mark up. You're not going to take someone who looks like Daryl or looks like Beth or and looks like Maggie and all of a sudden put scratches all over their face for nine seasons. True. Huge scar down the middle of the face. Like, goes so across both eyes. The, and the last the episode nose. of last season's title is A. Yes. Yes. Because that was the, that's that the was train, the car train they card that they got put in. No. That was dumb. <laughs> Trying to be so hipster. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's Gareth. Come on, he's a hipster cannibal. Hipster cannibal. <laughs> I think I saw them at the Troubadour last week. <laughs> um, anything else you guys got? No, huh? Nothing. Still excited for Jingle all the way too. I, you know, uh, here's the thing. I've been trying to come up with segments. You know, I sent you guys that one that you guys hated. I'll, Completely. Don't even start. Don't don't even but see, I was trying to think of don't different little segments start. that we could do, and I've realized listening to other podcasts and watching late night shows and everything, everything's been done. Well, okay. Here's the other thing, because this is this is the other part when you came up with that. When we first started the show, I said that it should be segmented. Yes. And we should do it in structure. No, it should just be us talking. That's it. No, we don't want any structure. We don't want to do that. We're not going to do that. And then, be. like six weeks later. We should probably put some structure in it because we just talk forever. I mean, it's so you know, we're not doing segments. This is this is what we do. Unless you want to do forty-five minutes a week on why I hate Sucker Punch, then. Oh well, you know what? And I've almost forgot because we were going to play. Uh, so, before we go, we have to listen to uh, Mr. Nacho Man oh, sing. That, that bitch should have died a long time ago. Sing the Halloween. Nacho Man back after a long absence. Ready to show you exactly what I was working on since we last spoke. You see, How is he showing it to you? And I was trying to look for I don't know. Dress, but then you re- I it's not visual. Discovered. I don't know who, I don't know what, but this guy came up to me and said, You got it. You got it, kid. And he wanted to make my first debut album. Now, you see, Nacho Man King. It's always a first debut album. And, uh, that's part of the. That's no, 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 no. Debut album has to be the first. You don't get a second debut album. It's just one. By definition, that's it. You don't get a second first impression. It's just this is debut is debut. Doesn't matter. We're gonna talk about this. We've always talked about it, where we point out the inaccuracies of this. Debut by definition is the first. That's it. You can't have a first debut album. Because but a you first can make a second al- first impression. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> a first debut, uh, that's it. You don't get a second debut. It's like World War One. They didn't call it one when it happened. They didn't call it the first World War because they didn't know there was going to be another. 
once the second one hits, they're like, okay, so that one's the first one, and this is the second one. Should when you have a second one, album, two. no, when you have a second album, it's like, this is the second. That's the debut album. Uh, this is the second album. This is the sophomore I'm, album. I'll make sure to that's, pass that along to Nacho that's, Man. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's probably, you know, the, the sophomore album is acceptable. Um, the second. second album, yeah, you know, that, that, but you can't, you know, <laughs> so debut, no, just no. Stir it up a little bit. So what he did? Making a Halloween album. Yeah. So coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. How long is that? I'm going to give you a <laughs> sample of a few songs off Nacho Man's Singing the Holidays. Do the people in Russia Halloween. think this is in Russian? I don't know. <laughs> I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes Are you on a Casio? <laughs> like not a, not a keyboard, but like the old watch. Yeah. So you can hit the button. Where'd you find this stupid background? I don't know. See, the Christmas album was better because it was original lyrics. Right, I know. That's what. That's what's wrong with this one. Well, he's he's been discovered now, so it's all commercialized. That could be the dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs> no. Yeah, the the the, the, the material has to be original. This isn't working. Nacho Man can't do covers. No. No. no Nacho just, Man has to do it. He has to do it where it's his it's take. A, it's yeah. Nacho it's, Man is 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 Weird Al Yankovic. You've got to write your own stuff. This is definitely not to the jam of I have a gift for you. It's my boot in your bum. Exactly. Right. It's just it's it, when you're doing it. It's like Thriller's got to have something. You know, it's like this is the boot about to strike your ass. <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> instead of just you know, you should call his agent. Let him know. Yeah, it should have been like the Nacho Man. It's not going to be a something. very long phone call at all <laughs> in terms of distance or or time if he, he, if he, he definitely if he, should call his agent if he does another another like uh, anybody in this room has an agent album he needs to make sure that it's uh there needs to be some time that's put into it to write new lyrics like the last time i totally agree yeah I want to hear instead of like, just half-assing it and doing. Oh, let's let's just bring up the lyrics to Thriller on Wikipedia yeah. and read them off the screen. No, I totally agree. That's what he needs to do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. he should do that next time. Maybe. Well, it might be should. a little tough because next time will be a week and a half out of Halloween. Really don't want to. <laughs> don't want to deal with that. Well, I think at this one, and obviously I'm not playing it to the end of it. He, it says that the album will be out in December, <laughs> which makes no sense. It should be out in October. Yeah, because the rest of it made sense. <laughs> The first debut from where it's twenty seven, uh, and what what was the pricing that he put on it? Like twenty seven ninety seven plus tax plus COD. So if you have any comments about Nacho Man or anything else, just leave the a comment man. for Nacho Man is going to be, "Hey, stop doing that." <laughs> Podcast at nerdables dot com. And uh, always remember, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio, which is a great way to listen to us on your mobile device, which I listen to all of my other podcasts that I listen to on Stitcher Radio. You listen to everything on Stitcher? Aren't you You're an idiot. Why? It's all iTunes, dude. 
Just no, no, no more Stitcher. Because it just puts it streaming. I don't have to worry about downloading it. Anymore. Oh, downloading it. Yeah, because it's streaming, and then that way, when you lose your stream, you have to figure out where to start over again. No, it starts right up. Yeah, sure it does. No, it does. It, yeah. it, it remembers where it was. Yeah, that's what's cool about. It. So we're also on SoundCloud, and we can tell that Stitcher is uh, <laughs> Stitcher isn't a sponsor. <laughs> It'd be funny, Stitcher sponsor. Like, wait a minute, that guy's shitting all over our stuff. <laughs> Yes, because the guy who's on Stitcher is like actually listening to our stuff. Well, no, if he was a sponsor. It was kind of like, did we ever find out that did Cosplay Sky ever actually listen to us? When that, we were <laughs> that may be the Russians. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is, <laughs> I think we said that a couple weeks ago. That Cosplay this, this is why in my country, do not listen to podcasts. Podcasts listen to you. And as Chris pointed out, we are also on iTunes. Yeah, the only place that people actually look for podcasts. But they don't leave us comments. Nobody leaves us comments. Oh, shit. That fucking hurts. Which, who, who's leaving his comments? Where have we gotten a single comment at any point? The Canadians, eh? No, there's no Canadian they're comments. Too poli- they're too polite to leave us a comment. Where's, there's none. Like you, again, we're gonna we're gonna break down the rules of English. When I say iTunes, that's where everybody listens to. Oh, they don't leave us comments. The logic other side of that your statement is on Stitcher. They do, but they don't. So that's a completely inaccurate statement. <laughs> no one leaves his comments. Whether it's Stitcher, whether it's Blip, whether it's SoundCloud, whether it's iTunes, whether it's the radio, whether it's TV, whether it's Facebook guy or down the street, Twitter. Or it at us. Exactly. That guy, that guy would be awesome. <laughs> that's so what I want. I want, for Chris and Ian. I think what we should do is have a live audience. I would love to do that one time. We should, yeah, because we have so many friends that will sit here and listen to us just bitch for three hours. I'm sure Mikey would. Mikey does. We've already done a live audience. Did you, if you listen to the Comic Con show? You and me talking for two hours, <laughs> and Kay and Ethan and Mike and just like, yeah, I had a good time. It was awesome. I think I could set up where. Um, so the, there were some chicks there, and then uh, we know somebody that owns like one of the uh, card gaming shops down in uh, the Northridge area. We could go in there and do one, a live show, a card gaming shop. Yeah. Um, oh God, what's the guy worked at? Arisita has the glasses. Real skinny little dude. Potter? Yes. You guys know Harry Potter? Yes. Wow. You think that okay. you guys yeah. have a little better life. Apparently, he uh, he has a gaming shop in Northridge. Okay. Where? I'm not sure exactly. I can find out, so we can go there and do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So, for Chris and Ethan, There's going to be a bunch of people <laughs> trying to play magic. Can you guys shut the fuck up? I'm trying to play magic here. All right, I'm trying to put mana on my dark mage elf in order to destroy the Fenchton 4 on the other side. <laughs> Fenchton 4? Yeah, if you looked at those cards, I'm sure that's on there. What is a Fenchton 4? It's like some sort of four-headed beast. It's a four-headed Fenchton. From, from Fenchton. <laughs> from Fenchton. The, realm, the realms of Fenchton. It's a Fenchies. <laughs> it sounds like this. Because it's wearing a mask. <laughs> That's it's just gonna Nobody be. Before it's I gonna be. It's gonna be MTG nerds yelling at us to shut up because they can't concentrate on their thirty-sided die roll. <laughs> try and see if they can upkeep their. You gotta uh, tell them what. You roll a twenty-eight and I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a great podcast. <laughs> twenty-eight, Ethan. It's not. It's not your gold like last week with uh, off the off ground. So for Noth- Chris and Ethan, top did you? Top ground? No, nothing can top the uh, grime fighters. That was <laughs> grime great. That's was the, the greatest one. thing you ever said. <laughs> that and then the time we do Nacho Man and Travis is like, who cares? 
That killed me for an hour and a half. That was one of the best delivered lines I've ever heard on this show. The Grime Fighters one was amazing. And Travis is Just the cares. timing on it. Oh, it was so good. Or when oh, we were playing uh, Cards Against Humanity with Jonathan. That's and that's I, and I picked Lunchables. The greatest thing. Dan Ray, you pick Lunchables because you're fat. No, he's, he's funny because you're fat. And then he just started laughing. No, it works. That's what it was. It works because you're fat. And then it just, oh, that was, oh, it was so mean. And I laughed for at least three hours. I still, I don't think I've gotten over that one. That one was, that one was great. So for Chris and Ethan, this is R.A. saying so anyways. Notice how he got out of here as fast as he could. He's like, oh, we got to end this right now. <laughs>